Hello and welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Laura Lee Humphreys. So today we're continuing on with the series of the natural laws of health. And today, the one we're going to be talking about is such an important one. You can literally fill libraries on this one. So just to recap briefly, what are the natural laws of health? Well, they're timeless, immutable, principles or uh, recommendations on how to live, how to care for yourself in such a way that the end result is happiness, health, vitality, longevity. Okay. So when we do not pay attention to these natural laws of health, either through ignorance or willful arrogance and dismissal, thinking that we're immune to them, that they don't have an effect on us, then you're going to experience the consequences and they're not gonna be very happy or fun. And most often they'll be painful. Hence, the importance to understand these natural laws, recognize the operations in your life and learn to live in harmony with them rather than trying to buck against them so that you can experience the results that are life enhancing and self honoring. And that ties into it with today's conversation, which is a huge one. And that is the principle or natural law of loving, supportive relationships. What is your relationship that you have to natural law? <laughs> we can start there. So as I explain all of these natural laws, as I've done with some of the other videos in this series, which you've probably seen, if not, go back and listen to them, then I do so from a holistic perspective, explaining not just their impact on the physical health, on the physical body, but also on your energetic, mental and emotional, psychological aspect of self addressing your energy system, which comprises electromagnetic energy, which a large, large part of that is your mental, your emotional makeup, as well as your spiritual soul essence and information. So when we don't acknowledge that we are an energetic being, that we are comprised of an energy system, it makes healing the body or working with anything on the physical level of our life much more difficult because we're not seeing it from the bigger picture of what's possible. And so we're missing a lot of data. So in talking about relationships, that correlates with, in my system of how I teach it, it correlates with the second chakra, which is the doorway into accessing the data stored within your energy system as related to relationships, okay? So I'm also going to draw from, as I've done previously, the book of Why People Don't Heal and How They Can by Carolyn Meese. Again, if you're not familiar with her, I highly recommend that you go look her up and learn from her. Extremely wise, insightful woman. So when we're talking about the second chakra, where is that in the body? It's in the pelvic bowl. So the organs that are affected by this energy center are the sexual organs, 
the reproductive organs, the large intestine, lower vertebrae, the, your low back, your pelvis, your appendix, your bladder, your hips, the mental and emotional issues and patterns that get stuck here from trauma and unresolved experiences are blame and guilt, money and sex, huge topics right there, power and control, massive, 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 massive topic right there. Creativity, ethics and honor in relationships. This is the energy center of relationships, hence the influence of sexual organs, which are all about relationship with the other, okay? So when you have issues here of trauma that's stored, buried in the tissues, whether it's from your life experiences in this lifetime, past lifetimes, whether or not it's trauma passed down through the generations, all of that is imprinted and stored within the tissues of your body. It's also stored and imprinted or recorded within your energy system, which means that the types of emotions, the types of thoughts, the types of experiences dictate the quality or frequency of energy, of electromagnetic energy that runs through this area of your energy system and hence your pelvic bowl, this area of your body. So when that energy gets all stagnant or distorted or jacked up or can't move because of all of the embedded traumas that you've not been willing to look at and address, there's nowhere for that energy to go except for further into the physical body, into physical form. It will literally take physical form in the expression of disease. Hence, it's important, hence the need and the importance for doing your emotional healing work and being willing to look at all this stuff. Even though it's not always pretty, it's not always fun, but I'm telling you, it's critical if you want to experience health, happiness, peace, abundance, longevity, energy, if you want to experience a life that you dream of, rather than just shutting down and shuffling off to the couch, waiting to die, just paying the bills, doing the thing until you die. Okay, that's my rant. <laughs> so the physical dysfunctions in this area of the body that happen when there, the trauma is not, and the energy is not able to be resolved and released from the tissues of the body are chronic low back pain, sciatica, all manner of reproductive problems, OBGYN, um, testicular problems, all kinds of reproductive problems, pelvic, low back pain, sexual potency or not, urinary problems, among others. So this is a very big conversation. It's a huge, important area of our lives. And it has such a profound effect on our physical health. Look at someone who has gone through a very difficult relationship, whether it was abusive, narcissistic, um, death, um, a divorce, of in, just really difficult and traumatic. Very, very common that about 18 to two years, 18 months to two years after that event was complete, the person who went through that difficult time 
very often gets diagnosed with a serious disease and most often it's cancer. Why is that? Because of the impact of relationships on our health. They either build us up or they destroy us, quite literally. Physically, financially, emotionally, psychologically, they can destroy you or build you up. Hence the need for focusing on the quality of your relationships, surrounding yourself with loving, supportive people who are going in the same direction with you, who have the same values and priorities and ethics as you. So let's look at who's in your life. <laughs> just pause and take a, mo a moment and just kind of assess. Are the majority of the relationships in your life supportive, loving, encouraging? That the people in your life are not intimidated by whether or not you excel at something, by whether or not you are abundant and prosperous in your work, by how much money you make. Or are they competitive, greedy, uh, manipulative, guilt-tripping, narcissists, toxic, you know, the people that drag you down? that suck you into this vortex of darkness of hell? Or do you have a lot of people in your life that are just kind of neutral? You know, they're there, they're comfortable like old shoes. You've known them forever. You hang out with them just because they've been around forever, but they're really not stimulating. They're not encouraging. They're just kind of neutral in there. You just kind of get into this comfortable rut. And they actually become anchors and dead weight in your life, holding you back from your potential, from your growth, from things that you could be doing that expresses greater passion, growth, interest. So take a second and look at that. You know, we all have the gamut of relationships in our life, all kinds of people. And there's something that we can learn and experience and garner from each one if we allow it. One of the things that relationships are here to tell us is about seasons of change. When it's time for us to move on. Oftentimes this is a very difficult thing because you have to really look at so many factors of how you have invested your time, your energy, your life force, your loyalty into this construct of your life that is centered around a relationship. And oftentimes it's, it's a partnership or a marriage type of relationship, or it could be a career or job situation that's been there for so long and you've constructed your life, constructed your very identity around this relationship in your life. And yet you come to a point where you recognize it's really not serving anymore. In fact, it's actually maybe toxic and it's sucking the life out of you. So what are you going to do? You're at a cross point, crossroads. So many people are here. More often than not, people will cave in and stay and compromise themselves, sell themselves short, sell out give away their life force energy, deplete themselves. When you deplete yourself in this way, you're giving your power, i.e. your life force energy away to this other person, the situation, 
And now it begins to take its toll upon the tissues of your body. It takes, it starts to drain the life force energy out of your tissues so that they can no longer function the way they need to be because you're starving them of energy that they need in order to function correctly. Hence, all of the problems that develop after said relationship or situation has been complete when people finally move on. When we recognize that it's time to move on, then it opens the opportunity for change. It requires us to change. Life is change. Growth is change. The only constant in the universe is change. And yet we're so petrified and terrified of change. Why? In my opinion, it's because more often than, that, than not, that change was a traumatic, difficult, painful, unsavory change instead of a positive, uplifting, life-enhancing change. And so we've learned over time to fear change because like, oh my God, what's going to happen now? More trauma. And so you want to just hunker down, root in where you're at so that you don't experience the energies of change and the growth that is required of you in order to change. So when you recognize it's time to move on from a relationship, for example, maybe they've become anchors. So people that you've simply outgrown, you've known them for 20, 30 years and they're just like, eh, but they're comfortable things to do. You're in this rut, this routine with them. If you are to change and start to distance yourself from them, you're rocking their boat. They don't like that because now they have to do something different. They have to acknowledge that things have shifted and changed between the two of you. And they don't like to do that as much as you don't like to do that either. However, there comes a point when you have to get real honest with yourself, have adult, honest, hardcore, raw conversations with yourself to say, okay, I cannot do this anymore. I must take action. I must make different choices and separate myself and end this relationship because it's sucking the life out of me and holding me back. And so you have to look at the arrangements in your life, how you do your day-to-day -day routine, who you live with, who you work with, how you who you travel with, or, you know, all of the different structures, that's going to change when your life, when you get rid of some of these relationships, but it's for the better because it's, you need to grow up. You need to evolve and move on. That's what life's about. And so, yes, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of unknown and uncertainties. And we get to look at all of the emotional patterns and all the emotional issues that accompany that relationship. And that's where the learning opportunity is to be had if you're willing to take it. If not, what often happens, what a lot of people will do is they will take all of this energy of that relationship and they will invert it. And they will use that relationship as an excuse to not grow. They will use that relationship as an excuse to not heal, to not take their own power and self-responsibility for themselves 
<clears throat> they will use that relationship to remain a martyr and a victim so they can manipulate and control the people around them, setting up codependent patterns of great toxicity. That pattern becomes parasitical. You are using your energy in a parasitical form to parasite off of the other person, to take advantage of the situation, to manipulate the things so that you can suck the life force out of them to feed you so that you don't have to grow up, so that you don't have to stop being a victim, so that you don't have to heal. This is extremely toxic and very unhealthy. And if you're in that mode, the people around you I would actually be wise to separate themselves from you. So take a look at that. Assess your relationships. How are they? What are you doing to cultivate and manage and maintain those relationships or not? Are you adding to the toxicity or are you adding to the love and the nurturance and the support? Are you creating awesome relationships where everyone can be happy and join together in the going in the same direction of growth and evolution and love and expansion and creativity and all the good things? Or are you nurturing and creating awful relationships where you're just walking around in a muck of crap that you've developed with this other person and you both hate it and it's become toxic? So take a look at that. You know, our relationships have the capacity to be our greatest teachers if we allow them. Too often, or what's very common, is that whenever we're having an issue with somebody, then we always project out our, our, our anger, our frustration, all of our thoughts, all of our assessments of the thing, blaming the other person, projecting all of our crap onto them, rather than seeing that other person as our teacher. You know, for me, when I was doing so much of my healing work it took for over the course of many, many, many years, this was a very difficult thing for me to do, to really flip things around and view my relationships as mirrors and the people in my life as teachers instead of foes. That was a huge lesson for me. And once I finally got it, that propelled me and opened the door to such massive transformation, I can't even tell you. It's huge. It's so huge. So allow yourself to learn from the people in your life, even the, the ones that are demonstrating the most hideous, hateful expressions of what a human can be. Even those people have lessons for you. You know, for example, like, What's in it? What is it about you? What are you carrying energetically as to why you're attracting that person in your life? What are you carrying within you that sparks the anger, that sparks the jealousy? Look at what are you throwing out? Really sit down and identify and do some journaling and even some, some soundboarding with somebody if you need to, provided that they support you in this rather than en enable you to become more of a suck hole conversation with this. If you are throwing judgments or projections or something out at them, for example, it's saying somebody how, how, so, how someone is so controlling. 
flip it around and ask yourself, am I being controlling too? Am I allowing myself to be controlled? If so, why? What's that about? Where did I learn that behavior of allowing myself to be controlled? Where have I learned that behavior of giving away my power to allow somebody to walk all over the top of me like that? That's a huge conversation. And I encourage you to take it when necessary because it will open all kinds of things for you to learn from and heal from. So rather than getting into this knee-jerk, socially conditioned, tribal warfare with the other person, see what you can learn from them to transmute the energy, to transmute the, the discord that's between you so that there's no bad blood, there's no unresolved garbage going forward. You know, this is such a dynamic that's between just individually, two different people, as well as within a family dynamic, but you can extend it out towards uh, community, social, and state, and nation, nation against nation. The projection, the violence, the refusal to take responsibility for self is one of the biggest things that makes humanity such a violent species. And it's the very thing that perpetuates the abuse, the trauma, the mistreatment, the destruction, the physical, mental, emotional tearing down and annihilating of people at the soul level that causes such massive trauma carried from generation to generation to generation. And then we wonder why we're so messed up and so dysfunctional and so miserable. It's because we can't get our relationships straight. Because we refuse to look at the mirror and be honest and adult with our own damn selves. And own our part in the mess. To own our own power, own our own responsibility, and own our own authority. Of why we are allowing stuff to happen. So look at that amongst yourself and how you are doing your relationships. Because this all comes back to the relationship with you. What you're willing to put up with and why. How confident you feel, how much you trust yourself, how much you value yourself. How much you're giving away your power. How easily you can be manipulated and controlled. How much you want to run into the victim and the martyr mentality so that some big daddy can come along and save you. Your relationship you have with yourself is the template that you use for every single relationship with every single other person you have. If your relationships are a mess, they are an outer expression and mirror that tells you explicitly about the quality of the relationship that you have with it, with yourself. If your relationships out there are a mess, your relationship with yourself is a mess. Own it, clean it up, learn, pick up yourself, grow, develop, learn some relationship skills, learn some communication skills to start ironing out all the problems. 
leave the ones that are toxic to you, grow up and learn to evolve on. Relationships are not about perpetual childhood stages of development. Relationships are here to help us evolve and pull out the best of ourselves rather than the worst of ourselves. Relationships are not tools of abuse and violence and destruction and hatred and pounding on the other person to destroy them just because you can't stand your own damn self. So look at the relationships you have, take steps to learn things, skills that you need to in order to clean things up or to move on and to become the person that positive, uplifting, conscious, awake, aware people would love to be around. If there's very little supportive, loving, conscious people in your life, what is that telling you? Maybe it's something that you need to develop in yourself so that you can be at that level of quality of relationship to attract them in. And that includes intimate partners. If you have a pattern of attracting the same person, same dynamic, different face, you're stuck in a rut of a relationship pattern that has the potential for a lots of healing and growth and a personal discovery. But if you're not willing to go take that uh, personal discovery, personal healing route, you will continue attracting the same partners, the same mates, the same husbands and spouses over and over and over and over again. And then bitching and moaning and complaining the entire time about how it's the same problem. It's not them, it's you. Especially if you've had that same that same pattern has repeated more than two or three partners. We've all been there, including me. So the next question I have for you is, how do you, to what, val, what amount of value do you place on your own relationship? What kind of value and priority do you place on the relationship you have with yourself? Do you value your gifts? Do you value your contributions of what you're capable of giving people? Do you even know what they are? Do you respect yourself enough, have confidence and trust within yourself to step out of your comfort zone and put things out into the world, to share things with others that you love, that you value, that you're capable of doing to better impact the lives of other people or do you cower back down and doubt yourself and tell yourself all kinds of crazy stories about how you're no good you listen to crazy thinking and you believe it the more you can learn to value your relationship with you and cultivate it spend time with it which happens as a result of doing your inner healing work looking at all the patterns and the things that we've been talking about today, the more you value you and what you have to offer people, the easier it is for you to share your gifts and your contribution and to spark the creativity. And then you start to rise 
and opportunities and people and situations will start to present themselves to encourage you to share your value, your gifts, your contributions more. That is the route to prosperity and abundance. When you trust yourself enough, value yourself enough to value your gifts and what you have to offer the world, people will value them too. If you treat people like crap, if you go, if your agenda is to manipulate, get as much out of them as you can, go into uh, a win-lose situation versus a win-win situation, trying to cheat them out of anything, money, services, things, whatever, you reap what you sow, and that will come back to you. And that, again, is an expression of the value of the relationship you have with yourself. So I hope you can take that to heart. Assess your relationships. If there's some conversations that need to be had, then do so. Have them. If you need help in coaching and relationship communication skills, learn them. Find people in your life who can support you in cleaning up the messes of your relationships or even leaving some behind that have outlived their purpose. You know, one of the things that makes this a natural law of health is because it's something that the longest lived, healthiest people on the planet, healthiest cultures do. And so when you look at those cultures and study them, their relationships run very deep. They spend a lot of time with each other. Oftentimes they're 20, 30 years old. They're very long standing. They're very invested in them. And they're very loving, supportive, and nurturing to inspire the, the, the individuals to do their best, to be their best self. When there's anything that goes wrong, then they talk about it. They don't go to bed angry. You know, one of those common little phrases that's wise counsel. This is very true when you have a community that's tightly knit together, that's dependent upon each other for physical survival. This is kind of like a carryover from the old tribal times. And with the way that the craziness in this world is going now, that it's even more important to reform, rekindle those communities, those supportive family relationships, whether it's blood family or soul family, it doesn't matter. As long as you have a supportive network that you can rely upon each other and support each other because we need each other to survive. We always have. We are community, communal relationship species in spite of all the violence. But we require the support of each other to survive and to grow and to heal. So use your relationships in that direction and remove from your being, remove from your habits, your thinking, your thoughts, patterns of behavior and of speech that would generate awful relationships. Really. And instead, nurture awesome relationships instead of shits. All right. So with that, that's that natural law of health. I've hoped, I hope it has 
inspired and provided you some insights and things to think about, consider in your own life and your relationships. As with all of my episodes that I always have freebie downloads for you, and this one is no exception. So this one had, I'm offering the seven unconscious beliefs that prevent us from healing. I encourage you to download that. The link to do so is in the description with, that accompanies this episode. And it talks a lot about some of the beliefs that we don't even take it for, or not even conscious of anymore. We just take for granted. But they will tell you a lot about the quality of relationships you have in your, in your life, as well as the relationship you have with yourself. Because I promise you, if you have a shitty relationship with yourself, you're going to have a very difficult time healing anything. You may not even want to heal anything because you have such a miserable outlook on life. So I encourage you to download that, take, go through it, take it to heart, share this video with others, with your loved ones, like, and subscribe to my channel, help me grow my podcast. And with that, thanks for tuning in. As always, I really appreciate you being here, allowing me to share all this with you, having a relationship with you. So with that, Thanks for tuning in and take care. See you next time.